0: The purpose of the sermon is to instill in your hearts further preparation for you to take the Holy Communion, the very body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in a few minutes. I want first to thank Father Mark for his kindness, for giving me this privilege, but I also want to thank all of you for the extreme kindness you've poured out on me and on my sweet Mary, the Diaconessa, and on all our family uh, during this difficult time. You know it's not going to be good when you're trying to call your wife to see where she is on the trip and a trooper answers the phone. Immediately, When Trooper McMillan answered the phone in Centerville, I began to go through all the possible scenarios. Maybe her car was torn up and I needed to come get her and bring her back. Maybe she was beaten up a little bit, and so they're taking her to the hospital as a precautionary measure. But after he said the word deceased, I don't really remember what he said after that. It's difficult to prepare for a time like this. It's so sudden, so shocking. The accident was so violent. It was, it was such an Indianapolis-type wreck that, that the traffic on both sides stopped, and she actually landed on a car in the different direction. How could somebody so sweet and so gentle have such a violent death? Well, I don't think she saw that big wreck that she was part of. Everybody else saw it, but I don't think she did. Because I think her big heart just gave out. And that's the only reason that there was a wreck. Because if, if you've got dead hands on the wheel at 80 miles an hour, uh, there's gonna be bad things that happen but she didn't need to see any of it because she was already gone. The couple of months before she passed, I said to her that you're a saint. And she wasn't just a saint for putting up with me for 15 years, although a lot of people would think that's enough grounds. She was also a saint because she did the things saints do. People have told me that they, they got a note from Mary when they were feeling down. They got a call from Mary when they were going through a divorce. They got all of these reaching out gestures, more than gestures though, it came from the heart of Mary. It's not surprising that on a clear and sunny morning that big heart would just give out. I think that's what the autopsy is gonna show. It's going to show that she was full of coffee because she loved her coffee, but especially for a trip, she coffeed up. And it's gonna show that her big heart gave out. She didn't want to be called a saint. She said, there's no way that I'm a saint. And I said, That's what all the saints say. I was reading The Soul After Death by Father Seraphim Rose. I've been reading that one lately. And he mentions that even at death, Saint Macarius doubted his sainthood and replied, No, I still fear because I do not know whether I've done anything good. Today's gospel is you're the light of the world, so you don't put it under a bushel. You let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your Father in in heaven. Not that men will see your good works and give you a parade. Not that men will see your good works and name buildings after you. But that they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And that's the good works that I saw Mary give. In fact, I called Father up and I said, on July the 16th, which is about our 40-day memorial, the gospel is going to be, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And I said, I think I know a woman like that. So he asked me uh, to speak this morning. But this is a gospel message that begins with a command to let your light so shine. You're not to hide it. You can't hide it anyway. It's light. you might put it under a bushel, but that would be stupid. What you do is you put it on a lampstand so that everybody can benefit from the light. Not because you're saying, look at me, I got a light but so that the light of Christ will shine on the people. Mary and I spent these last 12 years guiding people to orthodoxy. They came to us saying, we want to be a part of this church, maybe. I'm thinking about it. I'm wondering about this orthodoxy thing. And we taught them Orthodoxy, and we taught them the full gospel. It says that if you omit such as, a, as so much as an iota. In, in King James, it says a jot, or a tittle. You know what a tittle is? You'd know if you'd had my class. You see the 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 scriptures the Old Testament scriptures were in two languages. Hebrew, the language most of it was written in, and Greek, because 200 years before Christ, so few people around the world, so few Jews around the world could speak Hebrew, they needed to translate the scriptures. This was a huge step. The Muslims still do not consider anything, the Quran in any language, but Arabic to be uh, divine. But we went through the process 200 years before Christ, hat tip to Alexander the Great, to have the church, I mean the synagogue, have the good news in the language they could understand. And so the entire Old Testament was translated into the Greek. The last few books were written in Greek. But what happened during those 400 years coming up to Christ is that the messianic message got to being louder and louder and louder. And 200 years after Christ, the Jews omitted those last 400 years of text from the scripture. Cut them out because they couldn't stand how messianic they were. Second Maccabees says, if, when he prayed for his dead troops, if I were to do so, it'd be foolish if there were no resurrection. Well, the Jews cut that out. That means they don't even have Hanukkah in their, gospel, in their scriptures. I like to ask my Jewish friends, so why do we have Hanukkah in the scriptures and you don't? But Martin Luther, objected to things like praying for the dead, so he arbitrarily went with the Jewish list, and that means all the Protestants followed his lead, and they all cut out all of those books. When the gospel said just a little jot, that's an iota, that's the smallest letter in Greek, or a tittle, a teat, A little we've got these in English we got this little piece of a letter that distinguishes a capital P from a capital R because it's right there a capital O from a capital Q that little teat right there and Jesus says in the two languages that the scriptures are written not the tiniest letter in Greek not the tiniest piece of a letter in Hebrew is going to pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away before they pass away. Well, there's a practical aspect to this too, because they don't have the books that we have that can give us consolation in a time like this. The Wisdom of Solomon was written a mere 10 to 30 years before Christ himself was born. And listen to what it says. And see if you don't think about people like Mary the Diaconessa. Most of all, to think of Christ himself. But the souls of the righteous are in the hand of God and no torture will ever touch them. In the eyes of the undiscerning, they seem to have died, and their departure was considered to be misfortune, and their passage from us to be their destruction. But they are at peace. For though in man's view they were punished, their hope is full of immortality. Though chastened in a few things, great kindness will be shown them. For God tested them and found them worthy of himself. He tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a whole burnt offering. In the time of their visitation they will shine forth and they will run about like sparks through straw. They'll judge nations and rule over peoples and the Lord shall reign over them unto the ages. Those who trust in him will understand truth and the faithful shall continue with him in love because grace and mercy are upon his elect. We do not crave as those who do not have this consoling scripture. We live in the sure and certain knowledge of the great and final resurrection when we will see each other again and we'll see our returning Lord Jesus Christ. And let us in the meantime take this gospel seriously. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.